the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Together for Good exists to recognize and uplift the many people working together for the good of San Antonio and the surrounding communities. Now here's the host of Together for Good, Cody Knowlton. Well, hello and welcome back to Together for Good. This show is being brought to you by the Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio as a part of our mission to honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our Baptist heritage by encouraging and funding health-related programs at area nonprofits and churches. Through Together for Good, we connect our audience to the great work these organizations do in our community. Well, today, everybody, we're excited to talk about a topic that doesn't come up regularly in discussion about public health, and that is music education and performance. A number of studies have shown the strong connection between music and mental health, and music is used by a broad range of therapists working in many different settings. Beyond that, many researchers suggest that learning to play an instrument is an excellent way to increase confidence, build a sense of community, and promote emotional regulation. Well, we have an expert in the studio today to tell us more. Jared Price is the executive director of the Youth Orchestras of San Antonio, or better known as YOSA. He is a music advocate, arts administrator, strategist, and trumpet player. You're not going to play the trumpet today, are you, Jared? Did <laughs> not I? today. Okay, no, forgot to bring today. it. Well, we'll remind you next time. <laughs> uh, Jared's collaborative, student-focused, and metrics-driven approach has led the way towards increased and improved enrollment stability at coveted musical institutions all across the United States. And we're very glad to have him here uh, as a part of our community in San Antonio. So, Jared, welcome. Glad you're a part of our program today. Thank you, Cody. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, we're looking forward to our discussion. Well, let's just... Uh, let's just kick it off here. Um, what has uh, your personal experience been with music? I mean, how do you believe it relates to a better life? Well, my, my personal relationship with music started when I was 10, like a lot of young students, and I started playing the trumpet at that point in my life and uh, pursued it uh, pretty vigorously through uh, college and through graduate school, and um, it was an integral part of my, my uh, day-to-day experience, and I believe it relates to having a better life in a couple of different ways, primarily through uh, community. You know, there's, uh, I actually just visited home, and uh, there was a, a little statement uh, that I had made for a newspaper clipping at that point that said, uh, you know, there's nothing better than making music with other people. And I still, to this day, believe that. I was 17. Um, I'm no longer 17. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, there's nothing better. I think there's a community aspect to it that uh, is um, just invaluable, right? That you enter into a different space with other people that uh, is unspoken. Uh, it also, you know, just from a listening standpoint, adds, uh, you know, if you ever really want to understand the value of music, try listening to a movie without the sound, right? It's just 
the the same emotional um, reaction isn't there without it. And so music evokes uh, an emotional response that um, uh, adds to what it's like to be a human being. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we think at its deepest levels, like music serves uh, music serves that. Um, that side of humanity and that kind of spiritual side of humanity. And, uh, and, uh, and so there are other things along the way. You learn discipline. You learn how to communicate. You learn how to play nice with others. You learn um, how to pursue something at a very high level. You learn excellence. You learn, you know, perfection. And, um, and there are a lot of different elements to studying music that make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about San Antonio uh, for a little bit. Does San Antonio or, or more broadly Texas have a distinct musical culture? Yeah, I absolutely think so. The uh, There is a um uh, traditional element of you know the high high level music uh, in the in the cities down in Texas, uh, uh, but there's also um, definitely a, a you know a flavor of uh, tying back to like Mexican heritage, Spanish heritage, and um, there's a lot of uh, mariachi music and and tejano and uh, and it adds a really specific kind of color to what classical music uh, looks like in in cities. And so uh, yeah, it's a joy really um, to to be a part of the music scene in, in San Antonio. And I do think San Antonio in particular has a very uh, robust music scene that um, uh, people are connected to. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us more about Yosa. I mean, how, how do y'all work? Um, you know, who can participate uh, in what y'all do? Yeah, so we are a youth orchestra program. We have about 530 kids in our program and wow. for eight, ages 8 to 20. Uh, and okay. so, like, from the elementary school age all the way through uh, just a year or two after high school. And, uh, and so uh, all uh, orchestral instruments can participate. So if you play an orchestral instrument, you can, you can participate. We do uh, have a, a requirement that you've been playing your instrument for a year. Um, and so uh, it's uh, leveled. We have 11 different groups, and uh, we've added re- most recently a flute choir and a mariachi orchestra. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, it's for anybody that's pursuing uh, a love of music and wanting to deepen their relationship with music and with musicians. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would imagine there's probably some cost to this. You know, what if a family can't afford to participate? I mean, are there scholarship options? Yeah, absolutely. So we work hard to keep our costs down compared to uh, uh, most, um, uh, you know, it ends up being around somewhere between 50 and $60 a month to participate. And uh, compared to a lot of different youth activities, we feel like that's very, very reasonable. But there are uh, about 20% or so of our families that have a hard time affording it. And we do offer tuition assistance for, for those families. Uh, we uh, had over $100,000 actually in, in tuition assistance given just last year. Mm, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, do most of your students come from, you know, musically inclined uh, family members? Uh, I mean, is that important? Uh, I mean, what do you see across the spectrum? Are are students uh, generally from music folks, or are they not? No, that's a great question, and uh, we find, like, I found in my uh, collegiate life, too, that this is true, that maybe maybe somewhere between, maybe around a third of our families have some music in their background, Um, but that means two-thirds do not, right? Mm. Two-thirds are parents of, of young Youngsters who uh, the youngsters express an affinity for music, and um, they may not know where to start, and so they find us, and we kind of get them on the path to um, becoming a great, you know, great musician. And uh, uh, the younger, um, the better we find. That uh, when you start younger, the there's something about the. Um, 
the mechanics of how your uh, the fine t- fine twitch motor skills of learning an instrument that when you start younger uh, you have a, a better shot of retaining those things and so it allows you to kind of focus more on musical aspects of things if your body already kind of understands and knows how to do what it needs to do to make the sounds um, but uh, but in general um, you know if uh, uh, families are looking for support, um, we offer that. And part of that, yes, we mentioned financial, but another big part of that is just saying, okay, this is what it's like to have a you know, a student who's a musician. And um, so, no, parents do not have to be musicians for their child to participate in youth orchestra. They do have to um, want to support their child and uh, support practicing and, um, and support them through the ups and downs of learning something extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Jared, is San Antonio unique in having a youth orchestra? I mean, is this something that a lot of cities have or is it uh, fairly you know unique to have one? I would say to have one, like Yosa is pretty rare. Mm-hmm. There are maybe three other peers throughout the entire United States that wow. I would say that oh, we wow. that we operate on that high of a level in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, there, having said that, there are a number of like. I would say many cities have a youth orchestra program, but it doesn't uh, – it, it, not at the same breadth and depth of what we're able to offer here in, in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. What audiences do you think benefit uh, most from live music? You know, I think everybody would. I think everybody who goes to a live musical event experiences something unique and different than they would if they were listening in their car or their living room. I think uh, uh, there's something about going to a live event that transforms you. It changes you. It leaves you different than where you were before. Um, whether that is from a community aspect, right, that you were there supporting the arts, you're supporting the great work that happens in our city, um, and, and a feeling of of pride and uh, uh, kind of accomplishment in that. Whether it's, um, you know, kind of getting lost in the musical um, elements, right? Getting lost in the melodies and the harmonies uh, it, and allowing that to transform you to uh, a different place in time. Or it, it could be the, uh, the sort of thing that you um, – gain a lot of inspiration right so there are you know if you you could walk out of a classical music concert um most of the time right i would say if you're walking out completely uninspired then (laughs) uh that wasn't necessarily the show that was off right Mm -hmm. (laughs) something about how you approach the show Mm. um but uh uh, but in general, um, you know, going to a live music, like everybody benefits. Like you just, mm-hmm. it's just uh, the students on stage feel a different level of energy. And, and what's different from a youth orchestra concert as opposed to like uh, an SA Phil or a CMI concert would be, um, you know, the, they're still kids, right? They're still polishing and they're still learning their craft and they're still uh, young, but they're, ex- they're extraordinary um, in their energy and their enthusiasm and in their talent. And so their energy and enthusiasm for the music, many of them performing uh, music that we perform, you know, for the first time, uh, you just, you can sense that it, it permeates throughout the, throughout the, the concert hall. Um, mm-hmm. and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. For me, live music is always enjoyable in person because you see the, the musicians working. I mean, especially the violin folks Yes, <laughs> and yeah. the conductor. I mean, they're actively, you know, not that others aren't, but I mean, you, you focus on those that are really, uh, working hard, uh, yeah. to make the sound uh, that they are, that you just don't get, you know, on a recording. So That's right. yeah, they're going after it. Hmm? Uh, what does access to musical performances, uh, in your mind add to a community? So it adds a it adds a great deal of cultural um, 
perspective to a community when you've got a lot of live music and you've got uh, live music concerts that are happening every weekend all over the city um, what you what you end up with is a, a you know a society who um, uh, values uh, the pursuit of excellence who values uh, um, imagination and creativity and who values uh, you know those the the sorts of qualities that and, and that are imbued in a, in a music organization so so to me um, it adds a great deal to the community it uh, it coming um, into a classical music concert like I said it transforms you it changes you it makes you better it makes you uh, into it puts you as part of uh, in a different level of society uh, and at a different place um, in your own life and and supporting the arts and going to concerts is just it's extremely important to uh, to be a part of a, a, a culture that um, that well, of which those qualities really resonate mm-hmm. What are some skills, Jared, that children learn in music education that you think the public isn't aware of? Well, I think the public is aware of things like playing well with others and um, and the amount of discipline that it takes and practice that it takes to become uh, truly excellent at your craft. Uh, what I uh, think that um, uh, would be uh, kind of a new uh, way of looking at it would be really the crossover between art and craft um, and understanding that you're using your whole brain <laughs> to play music, not just an analytical side and not just a, a kind of emotional, a social emotional side, but you're using all elements of what happened. Um, kinesthetically, you are, uh, you know, you are acting, you know, your, your body is in motion, you're working with other people, um, and you're also analyzing what's on a page and you're anticipating what's about to come up. So, um, looking ahead to the future, getting in front of problems, learning problem solving, learning problem solving as a group. Um, you know, these are qualities that, uh, when you study music and you get a little further into it, you quickly realize all of the crossover between that and many careers. Um, you know, that's why there are so many, uh, doctors and lawyers and, and uh, um, you know uh, professors and, and many out in the many out in there and many many fields have studied music or have music as part of their background mm-hmm. yeah it's just the ability to work as a unit and to play in such a way that you're blending with everybody else you're not standing out unless you know you're doing a solo of some sort mm-hmm. and and so for a lot of us our egos you know we we want to be heard and you know in an orchestrational sure. setting no that's not the intent <laughs> the 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 outcome is what the in, is what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, so uh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once again, you are listening to Together for Good, and listeners, we're so grateful you're joining us. Uh, again, I'm your host, Cody Knowlton, uh, and this show is being brought to you by the Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. And today, we're so excited to be digging into the world of music education and performance with the Executive Director of the Youth Orchestras of San Antonio, Yosa, and uh, Jared Price is here today with us, helping us along with Yosa. So, uh, Jared, how how can a parent encourage a reluctant music student? So I think the best way to approach someone who is uh, a student who has expressed some interest but then gets a little into it and decides, oh, this is too hard or too challenging or I don't want to do it any longer, um, I think the way to kind of get past that is to attend live performance. That is like one method for sure uh, so that a, a student can visualize what it is they're trying to achieve. I think that it's important to – you can do the movie piece that we talked about earlier, right, where you take the sound off of the off of the movie and you and, and and show them the value of what music is bringing uh, to uh, to that experience. Um, 
And uh, and I also think it's just important for uh, parents to encourage, right, and to uh, – to make sure that students want to practice. So, uh, you know, there, there are a couple of schools of thought on this, um, but I'm of the school of thought that, uh, you know, if a student, um, you know, students will want to practice if it is fun for them to practice. And so getting them into private lessons and getting them into experiences where they can find success is actually just really, really, it's just really important. And so in a private lesson, they may get a piece of music to work on that will take them two or three weeks to, to as a young student, to two or three weeks to kind of master. And then at the conclusion, of that, they'll play it for their teacher, and their teacher will say, that's great, let's move on. And they get that kind of moment of recognition and that moment of achievement and accomplishment. And they've also um, brought their skills along in that. And so finding a private teacher to help um, develop that talent is just really critical. Mm -hmm. Are there just some folks that are just not musical enough? to learn <laughs> I mean should they just give up and just, <laughs> this just isn't for me I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be out on the football field or I'm supposed to be doing something else you know I don't think so I think especially as a young as a young student I think there's always an opportunity to get better and to grow I do think some students just like everything in life some, some there are some young people that have more of an affinity for this than they have for something else right and I think that that's okay right mm. um, if you have a, a young student who uh, has um uh, you don't think has talent but still wants to do something in music, there is talent there. It's just a matter of mining it and finding it. If you have the combination of someone who doesn't have an affinity for it and is reluctant to do it, then I think um, it's still critical to take them to live performance. And it's still critical to teach them about why culture is important in society and why musical culture is important in society. And uh, because the musicians, you know, music and musicians need people to be part of that. Uh, an orchestra concert is not a concert about the orchestra. It's a concert about a community. Mm -hmm. And so the concert doesn't exist without people there to listen to it. That's right. um, and so there's still a great deal of value to be had in uh, being a part of a culture. Um, but if you've got someone who uh, doesn't necessarily have a strong affinity for it and they're reluctant to practice, then you know maybe there are other avenues that they can learn excellence, discipline, um, and communicating with others. There are avenues for that. Uh, we find probably the biggest crossover is actually in athletics. That mm -hmm. There's a lot of crossover between studying music and, and playing a sport. Mm -hmm. And so um, so we do have a lot of musicians that are uh, multi-sport athletes and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so we find that, you know, the, the affinity is, um, the, but the affinity is important and it's real. And uh, um, you want to make sure that people are pursuing things that they love and they feel passionate about. And um, and so that can be, that can be developed over time. And, and frankly, like everything else, um, you know, you have an affinity for something, you have a love of something, but that doesn't mean it's easy every day. It, yep. it means you have to have something that makes it so that even on its hardest days, it's still better for you to pursue it than it would be to pursue something else. That's right. That's right. So do you have some success stories you'd like to share about some students that are in YOSA? Yeah, absolutely. We've got a number. I mean, we've got so many of them. So we have a 100% graduation rate, high school graduation rate, right? And so and all of our students are required to participate in their school band and orchestra programs uh, because we, we find that what we're really teaching in many ways is leadership. And so students come to our program and they go back to their programs as leaders in their musical communities. But a couple of stories stick out to me. Um, there's a, a young woman named Seva Joshi who um, she uh, graduated last year and uh, she was our, she came through Yosa. She did, I think, 
10 years of YOSA and uh, really progressed through the ranks. And um, having been in uh, college admissions for music programs for 15 years, I can tell you she would have uh, gotten auditions and gotten in just about any place she wanted to go to. And she ended up pursuing uh, engineering at UT Austin. And so now she's up at UT Austin pursuing engineering, but she still plays in the uh, non-major orchestra. And she's going to be a, an incredible um, ally for classical music in the future. Um, and uh, and this is someone who had the talent, had the affinity, had the drive for it um, all through high school and just chose something else for a career. And that's great. Like, mm-hmm. um, And then there's a, a young man named Christian Gonzalez, who is part of our Rising Star Fellow program, who um, came to us a little bit behind. And we ended up uh, getting him private lessons and getting him into a couple of different um, programs that really accelerated his growth. And, uh, and he is now at the University of Missouri, Kansas City Conservatory uh, on a full scholarship uh, to play tuba. And so he's pursuing tuba. And um, and so, yeah, we're really proud of, of Christian and his work. And uh, that, you know, we we have these stories, you know, every year we graduate 70 seniors and each one of them has a, a pretty special story attached to it. Wow. So. Man, thank you so much for what y'all are doing. Uh, that's that's just incredible. Uh, Jared, have you seen uh, any specific examples of music improving mental or emotional health? Yes, absolutely. We see it uh, time and time again where um, the, there are a variety of ways that that manifests, right? We've talked to uh, an organization called Heart Needs Art where they go into hospitals and they uh, have artists come in and there's a healing power to music and there's a healing power to the arts that occur uh, when, again, people are kind of transformed out of their current space and circumstances and into something, uh, into their imagination and into something maybe a little better for them. Uh, and so we find that improves mental health. We uh, we find that with young high school students in particular, where um, they're very impressionable and they're very, uh, you know, kind of vulnerable to a lot of attack from a lot of different arenas. And we find that the study of music keeps young people kind of focused and driven on something positive um, and something uh, productive in society. And so, uh, and we think that that improves mental health outcomes. Not to say that there aren't students in our program with mental health challenges. There are. Um, but we, uh, for many folks, this is, this ends up being their place of sanity mm-hmm. um, throughout their, their high school career when they have so many pressures, um, whether that's academically or socially or athletically, the, the pressures mount and mount. And then this is their one avenue to come in and play music with friends and to really kind of um, uh, kind of let off some steam in that way mm-hmm. um, in a really healthy and productive way. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, we find there's a, a strong connection with both the study of music and the, the end result and as a consumer of music um, that improves mental health outcomes. Yeah, it's both an escape and a coping. Correct. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, so, Jared, how can the community support YOSA? I mean, I know you're a nonprofit, mm-hmm. uh, so tell us how our audience can get involved with y'all. There are a number of ways to get involved. Uh, we uh, we do. We are a 501c3. We have about uh, two-thirds of our annual budget relies on donations. And so if there are uh, folks out there that feel inclined to give, please uh, to go to www.yosa.org, and uh, there's a Give Now uh, button right on the front page page. If um, uh, you're not in a position to give, uh, um, there are other ways to get involved as a volunteer to help us out. We do a big concert at the end of the year where we're shuffling around 530 kids at one performance, right? And so we have a lot of parent hands and a lot of hands to help volunteer. Um, and finally, I would say to everybody in your in your audience, come out to a concert. Like, come to a concert. That's the best way to support us. Come see what we're doing. And we think if you come to one concert, you'll be to others because it's so inspiring and so fun to see um, the kids on stage uh, mm-hmm. doing, doing what they do. And obviously your web, 
website has your schedule and, mm-hmm. and where all of y'all will be. Yeah, so. and that's yosa.org slash events. Yep. Okay. So our next concert, our next big uh, concert is uh, January 29th, and it is um, American Rhapsodies concert where we have a, a very famous piano soloist coming in to play um, uh, Rhapsody in Blue, Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue. Mm. Um, and it is. Oh, I love Gershwin. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> it's it's going to be a dynamite evening. Wow. Well, speaking of another dynamite evening, uh, the Baptist Health Foundation is going to be enjoying some music from Yosa on December 14th at 4.30 p.m. at First Baptist Church. That is the foundation's uh, annual awards ceremony, which this year is being called BHFSA Celebrates a Year of Good. And so uh, as our audience members know, we are uh, grant makers to nonprofits. And so uh, this event allows us to say thank you to our nonprofits uh, who are receiving grants this year. And Yosa will be performing again. Y'all did such a great job last year, and we had such great feedback that we're, we're having you guys back, and we're looking forward to uh, a few numbers uh, from y'all with Troy Peters directing, and so it, it'll just be wonderful. So I hope, uh, audience, if you're able to be with us on December 14th at First Baptist Church, and we'd love to love to see you. So, uh, Jared, we appreciate you coming out today, and uh, so grateful for what you do. Uh, so grateful you're here, you and your wife, because I know y'all are both musical people. Uh, you're running Yosa. I know your, your wife is in a church and serving in that way, and uh, we're just grateful you're a part of our community, because I think you're adding so much to what we do here, and uh, we need you here. So so thank you for that. I'd love to offer a word of prayer for you and for Yosa and uh, for the students. So let me offer a word of prayer uh, for you guys, and uh, we will depart. Lord, we love you and thank you for this day. Thank you for Yosa, uh, for Jared and his leadership, for his board, uh, for the some 500 students who are participating in Yosa. We're just grateful for them and for how they exhibit their musical talents uh, for the enjoyment and betterment of our community. And so we pray for them as they are ending their year, as there's uh, performances and concerts to come. We just pray for them as they prepare for that. Just uh, continue to bless this great organization. May it be what you need it to be. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, Jared, we're, we're grateful for you. So grateful that you uh, joined us for today's conversation. And uh, again, folks, don't miss out on uh, the Baptist Health Foundation's award ceremony coming up uh, very soon uh, this week. And so we'll hope you'll join us for that. Uh, listeners, we're always grateful you're able to join us. And I hope you've felt encouraged by the work we're doing in our community to improve the lives of our neighbors. As always, you can catch our episodes anywhere you get your podcast or by visiting Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Antonio's website, bhfsa.org slash together for good. I'll repeat that, bhfsa.org slash together for good. And we'll be back next week for another great conversation about health matters and the work of our nonprofits in our area. God bless and take care, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today for Together for Good. We hope you've been encouraged, uplifted, and inspired. Until our next time together, may the Lord bless and keep you. And in all things, to God be the glory. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.